Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast from Discovery Church. Our hope is that this message would help you seek truth and find purpose. If you would like to know more about Discovery Church, please check us out online at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's go to this week's message. Today, uh, we're looking at the hashtag me. It's all about me. You don't have to look very far to find someone that believes that it's all about them. And today we want to look into the, our selfie world a little bit. See how I said selfie me? Um, and what, and what, um, what professionals would call narcissism. And they're like, man, that's a big word. Uh, if you're here in like grade like two, go and use, hey, you're really, you're really narcissistic. And I'm like, oh yeah. You know, uh, but uh, we're, we're looking at me this morning. And, but a narcissist, this is what a definition of a, a narcissism is. is an excessive interest in oneself and one's physical appearance. Like I said, you don't have to look very far before you find someone or you walk through West Ed today. I'm sure you'll, you'll, uh, you'll come across someone, even though you might not know them, and you'll see that they're about me, 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 the way that they talk to people, the way they react to people around them. They're about themselves. We live in a me, me, me world. And 2 Timothy warns us against it. It says, as the end approaches, people will be self-absorbed. In 2 Timothy it says, narcissism has been around though for thousands of years. But it seems that the me, me, me world is on a huge rise. And what's even a little bit more scarier is that I think with the rise of social media, the, the narcissist is actually becoming promoted as it's a positive thing to think about me, 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 me. With the selfie world and, and followers and, and live video and, and, and it's kind of like it's all consumed in, in me. I was reading a little excerpt from a, a book I was about to buy, but I didn't buy it, but I read this excerpt. Listen to this. It's, it's written from an American point of view, but that's okay. This is what it says. On a reality TV show... A girl planning her sweet 16 wants a major road blocked off, uh, off so a marching band can precede her grand entrance on a red carpet. Five times as many Americans undergo plastic surgery and cosmetic procedures as 10 years ago. Ordinary people hire fake paparazzi Paparazzi, Papar- pepperoni, paparazzi uh, to, to follow them around to make them look famous. High school students physically attack classmates and post YouTube videos of the beating to get attention. And for the past several years, Americans, and I would say even Canadians as well, have been buying McMansions and, ex- and expensive cars on credit they can't afford. Then the author goes on to say, although these seem a little... uh, seem like a random collection of current trends, all are rooted in a single underlining shift in American culture, the relentless rise of narcissism, a very positive and inflated view of self. Narcissists believe that they are better than others, lack uh, emotionally warm and caring relationships, constantly seek attention, and treasure material wealth and physical appearance. Now I read a little excerpt like that and I go from laughing, I'm like, what parent 
what parent would literally like block off like Broadway in New York, pay for that, roll out a red carpet and have a marching band? I'm not sure. If, if I had the money, maybe I would. I do love my kids, but that's a, that's a little, I, I go from laughing. I'm like, are you kidding me? If anybody ever watched like my Sweet 16 that used to be on MTV, Maybe, like, I've, I've never watched it, but I've, uh, I'm, I'm assuming our real, the reality TV show is that one. But I go from laughing to speech, speechless and shaking my head and being like, what kind of world do we live? And then my emotion goes to be a little bit embarrassed. And you're like, why embarrassed? Because I read that and I see myself. I see myself in some of those comments. Social scientists would claim that narcissism, get this, that narcissism is now becoming a modern epidemic. And, and an epidemic is this, is a rapid spreading infectious disease to a large number of people in a given population. That means our me, me, me culture, our narcissistic culture is a rapid spreading infectious disease. And so many times we think that a disease is something like that attacks the immune system. But social scientists are now saying that narcissism is an infectious disease that affects the culture in which we live. And why was I embarrassed? I reflected back to my junior high days. I was that guy. Wait, no. I was in fact, Shelly was like, I know where he's going on this one. Um, she, she still liked me. She had a crush on me. She didn't know it, but she had a crush on me. I had bleached blonde hair. Come on, bleached blonde hair. And if it wasn't Nike, I didn't wear it. I had the Nike shirts. I had the Nike ripoffs with the Nike shorts that would be in under. I had the, the latest Nike Air Jordans. I had the Nike hat. I looked as far as trying to buy Nike jeans, which apparently they didn't have, but now I find that they have them now that I'm not... In, well, infatuated with Nike anymore. I went as far as trying to find Nike underwear. Thank goodness there was no eBay or that I knew of or Amazon at that time because I probably would have, uh, I know I would have because I think there was times that my parents actually suffered financially to make sure I got my Nike shoes. And I, there was one time I remember, and I was, as I was thinking about this this week, I was like, man, my infatuation was pretty ridiculous. Have you seen a picture? I couldn't find a picture. My parents are uh, vacationing in, in uh, the southern states in Myrtle Beach. And I'm like, can you send me a picture? We're like, we're not home. So they're vacationing. I'm like, oh man, I would love to have a picture. But I went as far as one time, I remember saying to my friends, I was like, I didn't have bad eyes, but I'm like, I want to get contacts. And in the contacts, I want the Nike swoosh in them. <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm like, I want to be a lot. Like literally that was me. I was that guy in junior high, I was, I was consumed in self because I thought that maybe if I wore Nike, if I looked like Nike, but I, I would be better than somebody else. People would like me better if I have Air Jordans on opposed to something else. And, and I believe that. I was concerned and focused on me, 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 me. But I think in some way we all are. We're human. Now, some of us are more concerned about me, not me, but you, yourselves, ourselves, more than others. I get that. But we want people to like us. We want people, uh, we want to feel needed. We want people to think we're pretty. We, we want to know that we are, we are uh, 
We want to know that we're going to be taken care of. Taken care of, number one. We've heard it. We've used it. I got to take care of myself because if I don't take care of myself, who's going to take care of me? We compare ourselves to others, and that is our standard that we try to obtain. We want to be better than our neighbors and friends, and sometimes that's what drives us. And narcissism is nothing new, though. The thinking of me, 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 me. Although we can walk to the nearest store and find someone, it's been around forever. Genesis 4, we read about a story uh, of uh, the first narcissistic to ever uh, walk, the first narcissistic that, that's recorded. And I'm going to get our peeps to, to go to the back. We're going to, you're going to have some fun in a moment. But in Genesis 4, we read about Cain and Abel. Cain is the first narcissist, narcissist that, that's recorded, that first narcissist in, in humanity. And we read about Cain killing his brother. And the reason he kills his brother, Abel, is because he is upset that God is more pleased with Abel's sacrifice to him than Cain's sacrifice. And because God's pouring out his blessing on Abel because Abel took his first fruits and took his his best and sacrificed to God where Cain said, let let me just take my second and stuff that's okay. Maybe I can't sell or maybe I can't use good. Let's sacrifice that to God. And what we see is that Cain gets very upset, so upset that he goes and kills his brother because he didn't bring his best. See, a narcissist knows what is right, but chooses not to rule the evil of sin despite God telling him what to do. The narcissist will not submit to God. And I kind of read that and I look at the story of Cain and Abel and he, he didn't do what was right. He didn't submit to God. And God asked him why he didn't. He goes and kills Abel because he wasn't, he wasn't as, as good or he wasn't, uh, he, the sacrifice wasn't as good to God because he was upset. And I, I ask that question, how often is that me? How often is... That us. That God asks us, asks you, ask me to do something. Sacrifice our best. Be generous. Lay down our, our security for others and we don't. And we just go and ignore or we, or, you know, God's like, hey, can you go and buy your neighbor all of their groceries? And you're kind of like, well, let me just go buy some fruit and bring over. Or um, I, want you to, I want you to give up your Saturday and go and volunteer at the Hope Mission because um, they're doing a huge, huge dinner uh, for Christmas and, and they're in need of some extra people to help serve it. And you're like, eh, maybe I'll buy the turkey and I'll cook it at home and I'll bring it. Now, there's nothing wrong with buying a turkey and cooking it at home. But if God is saying, no, I want you to go invest 12 hours in a time uh, that, that, that is needed and we don't, I wonder how many times it's us that we just walk on by what God asks us to do. But then in the next breath, we get really upset when God seems to be blessing our friends or our family or other people around us when we're actually sometimes walking in disobedience. And we ask, why can't that be me? And here's the narcissism that's deep within humans taking over again. Narcissism is about me, me, me. God, why them? Why couldn't that be me? And uh, I thought it would be good to sort of reenact a little story this morning with, uh, with playoffs starting this week. Many of our teams are not in it. 
Um, I have been trying to cheer for the Maple Leafs, but it's not going very well. So there is a story found in the Bible in Luke 10 that accurately depicts culture and illustrates what our response should be in a narcissistic world. And it's a story that you may know as the Good Samaritan. And if you've never uh, read the Good Samaritan before, well, this is going to be a very accurate story for you to be able to tell your little ones, okay? Um, And this is how it goes. There once was a man traveling from Edmonton to Calgary. Ben, this is you. There once was a man traveling, just like walk, just keep walking around. There once was a man traveling from Edmonton to Calgary. Emphasis on once to watch a playoff game. I'll read that again. There once was a man traveling from Edmonton to Calgary. Ben, you're walking really good. Uh, to watch a playoff game. On the way, oh, I don't want you to get attacked by the drums. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. Attacked by robbers. Throw him to the ground. You got to beat him up. They beat him up. Took his clothes. Well, don't take his clothes because he wants an Oilers jersey right now. Beat him up and went, leaving him half dead. You can just like, these are, I think Ben would probably be a better Oilers uh, player and they would probably be better Flames players right now. They took his clothes, beat him up and went off, leaving him half dead. Luckily, a Vancouver fan, a Vancouver fan was on her way and saw him, but she just walked on by. Welcome to Vancouver. <laughs> that was not my note, so sorry. Then a Hawks fan, Grant, this is for you. Hawks fan showed up. He just kicked him and went on. But then, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Traveling the road came upon him. It would have been way better if the Leafs won their last two games or even made it close. When he saw the man's condition, he had heart. His heart went out to him. He gave him first aid, disinfected his bandages, or disinfected him and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his shoulder. Oh, he's doing this. Lifted him onto his shoulder. Wait, you got to stay there. Pause. (laughs) Lifted him onto his shoulder. Brought him to the hotel room. Made him comfortable. And now you can walk on. In the morning, he paid the hotel and left him. Stay as long as you need. Stay, uh, Stay as long as he is needed. Please allow him to stay as long as he's needed to get well. Take good care of him. It costs... If it costs more, put it on my bill. I'll pay you on my way back from winning the Stanley Cup or being eliminated by the Boston Bruins in four games. There's a lesson that we can learn here. While people all around us are just stepping past the hurting, stepping around the broken, and ignoring those that are not in the playoffs. We are called to care. And as we talked about last week, to choose love 
even when everything and everyone says, take care of yourself. It's about me, 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 me. Although narcissism has been called an epidemic, social scientists have said that narcissism is an epidemic that is affecting where we live. I don't, I don't want to, I just don't want to, I just don't want to agree to that. As much as there's, it's probably proven, I believe that in this room, that the me, me, me tendencies don't have to be true, true, true. And I know that it's not true. Because I get a front row seat to seeing people like you every single day laying down the me, me, me tendencies and saying it's about others. Take, for example, two weeks ago, Easter at the Wreck. We've seen some of you give your time. Some people gave tons of money to be able to rent the facility. Some people gave tons of energy. We, we invited people and we said, you know what? It's not about me. It's about us reaching people for Jesus. Or we have other people in, in, our, in our church that that, it's, uh, that some of their summers are dedicated to spending at youth camps and one specifically uh, that we have uh, people in our church that volunteer and serve on boards and, and work for a, a youth ranch called Shallow Youth Ranch who reaches out to, to kids in the inner city, people without moms and dads and people that are in foster home and foster care, people that would never have an opportunity to be at a camp in their life, that they give their summers and they give time during their year to be able to reach out to people that need to hear the gospel. And not only that, but to also have fun during the summer and the kids are able to go to a camp. Right here, I get a front row seat to see it. Or people that set up every week. Again, I was pulling the trailer at, a, at a Marty House. I came and pulled the trailer with me this morning. And Shane usually pulls the trailer at, at 6, 6.24. They get, that's the time they show up. Marty drives all the way from the north side. 40 minute drive from the north side to get there. Because he knows it's not about him. And we have people all around us that are saying it's not about me. Even though this past week was pretty heavy uh, with trying to bring some conclusion and some understanding to what happened last week with the the Humboldt uh, crash and watching services and and funerals and and hearing of families. And I know that that social scientists say we're living in this, uh, this, this narcissistic world But I look around this past week and I say, I'm not sure if we're so narcissistic as we think we are. We're in one week, people can band together and raise over $8 million through a Go Give Me Fund. People can put hockey sticks out right across our world. People are praying and people are like, well, that's not a big deal. Well, it's doing something. And this is what I equated it to. So I think that so many of us are about us is because the cause that we go for is not big enough to go for it. And when there's a cause put in front of us for us to, to put ourselves behind, we're, we're in. The humble, we, we didn't care about us. We, we looked at families that 15 people were killed and we said, you know what, let us focus on them. Humans are looking for a cause that is bigger than ourselves. And guess what? We have it. 
bringing people to Jesus Christ, helping people understand and discover purpose and understanding that Jesus' truth is a cause that is way bigger than any of us can ever be. It's something that will live beyond our lifetime. It's something that will live beyond this moment. It is something that only we can have in eternity. And your friends, your family, the people that you work with need to see that it's not about me. Because guess what? When you demonstrate, when we demonstrate, when I demonstrate that it's not about me, people will see a cause that's worth living for and a cause that's worth dying for. John 17, 14 says, this is Jesus speaking, I've given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not know, they do not belong to the world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. We're not called to be a part of this world. We're called to love the world. We're called to love people of the world. We're not called to love the things of the world. We're, called, we're, not, we're not a part of this world. And one of the things that separates us is that we're not about me. It's not about me. See, the world says when someone is down, even though it might be a Calgary Flames fan or it might be a Leafs fan in three nights, or it might be something that actually really concerns someone's life when somebody is begging on the corner or when somebody is diagnosed with cancer or or when you have the opportunity to sponsor a child through Compassion Canada. The the world says that when someone is down and out, stay as far away from them. They'll, they'll, They'll infect you. Stay away. It's kind of like the leper in the Bible. They're like, stay away. On clean, on clean, on clean. What did Jesus do? Jesus tells us to be our brother's keeper. The world tells us to get as much as you can and take care of number one. Jesus tells us to give sacrificially and that he'll provide every need. The world says, do whatever you please, but Jesus says that you will find life when you lay it down. Church, Discovery Church, are we willing to not be about me because we have a cause that is bigger than all of us? People want to get behind a cause. That's what I love. I love about this generation. is that we're more about getting behind a cause than I think any other generation before us. We're willing to invest time, money, resources, energy if we believe in it.
So I ask you the question this morning, are you about you? Or are you about others? I think we could probably see a little bit of both in, in that. There's times in my life that I think I do a good job of, hey, I want to be about others. I want to make sure I serve a need or we're at a restaurant or we see somebody coming into the grocery line and they only have 40 bucks and their bill comes to 55. And we're like, there's times I'm like, yeah, I feel good. I'm, I'm about others. But then there's other times I just want to throw rocks over my fence at my neighbor. Charlie's in the background. We're walking through an issue with our neighbor right now. Right? There's sometimes that it's about me. Well, that's my right. I think God asks us to repent. To ask for forgiveness of our narcissistic ways. And to become our brother's keeper. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about people coming to him. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's message from Discovery Church. If this ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca.